It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that is producer Joe, Luke, uh, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. Uh, it's hard to believe that it is January 24th. It seems like it was just the the very first of January. And uh, I think it's because there's so much to do, Joe. And I know that you're just a... You know, 25 years old, and time is going quickly for you as well as you've gotten involved with the show. That's right. I mean, I had to learn from a fire hose, and then on top of that, everything that we're doing after that, it's been crazy. <laughs> but you're learning a lot, and it is important. And it, the great thing is, is about being in the game. And so I do appreciate this whole team. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests, as well as our most recent podcasts. And... Um, just some great essays. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, published an essay by Pam Long uh, regarding the Elijah McLean case. And then this piece by Alan Thomas last week is uh, Your Land is My Land. And this whole eminent domain thing is out of control. And so we'll talk a lot more about that with uh, Trent Luce. And then we'll be rolling out um, uh, let's see, Rick Turnquest's essay this weekend. So be sure and get signed up for that so that you get get all uh, all that a first look. Email me at Kim at KimMunson.com and thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, my friends, socialism is not about free stuff. That's the carrot to get people to vote for it. And there's nothing that the government can give to someone that it hasn't taken from someone else, either through current taxes or by printing money that the next generations will have to um, have the consequences of. So it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, and that's their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives. Force can be a weapon, but it can also be policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or this agenda by the World Economic Forum. Key words there are um, climate change, sustainability, <clears throat> All those things, environmental, all those things are, are buzzwords that you need to be watching for. And uh, so let's see. Next thing. Uh, oh, uh, for America's Veterans Stories. Uh, this uh, last week, we rebroadcast an interview with uh, World War II veteran Andy Negre. He turns 100 this May. He went back to Normandy for the 72nd, or excuse me, for the um, last year's. Uh, uh, anniversary of the uh, D-Day landings, and he's planning on going back this year. This is the 80th year uh, to uh, 
celebrate the anniversary of the D-Day landings. So that will rebroadcast this Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m. We in, we did a great interview with Colonel Bill Rutledge, 95 years young. Uh, he reads, uh, he's just prolifically, and he said, Kim, uh, I think we should do a show for AVS on Alexander Haig. And so that's what we did. That will broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. Super interesting interview. And so let's get over here to the things that we like to do. Oh, first of all, it is Wednesday. And that means it is Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. And they have specials on Wednesdays for their famous wings. And it could be either the boneless or bone-in. And you buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And that's on Wednesdays. They do have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster and Colorado Springs. Uh, they've been great sponsors of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories for many years. And <clears throat> how I got to know them, it is a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism and PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties uh, trying to exert power over uh, freedom and free markets and capitalism. And you can find that story at the sponsor tab in at my website. And again, thank you to Hooters Restaurant for their sponsorship of the show. Our word of the day, <clears throat> I went to the word affirmation because it's included in the quote of the day uh, by Alexander Haig. So uh, aff affirmation is the act of affirming or the state of being affirmed assertion. Number two, something declared to be true, a positive statement or judgment. And number three, the assertion that the testimony one gives is true and equivalent to that which would be given under, um, while under oath. And so again, the word is affirmation. And I think it would be very difficult for Hunter Biden to give an affirmation of his honesty regarding the laptop. And obviously, the I think the FBI as well, they had affirmed that, uh, given an affirmation that there was nothing to see there until all these years later, they are now finally uh, giving an affirmation that, yes, that uh, laptop does exist and there is stuff on it. So your uh, challenge today is to use the word affirmation in a sentence. It's spelled A-F-F... Uh, let's see here, A-F-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. That's A-F-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. Our quote of the day is from Alexander Haig, Jr. He was born in 1924. He died in 2010. He was the United States Secretary of State under President Ronald Reagan and White House Chief of Staff under Presidents Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. Prior to and in between these cabinet-level positions, he was a general in the United States Army, serving first as the vice chief of staff of the Army and then as supreme allied commander of NATO. In, and in 1973, he became the youngest four-star general in the U.S. Army's history. This is his quote. He said, practice rather than preach. Make of your life an affirmation defined by your ideals, not the negation of others. Dare to the level of your capability, then go beyond to a higher level. And that is Alexander Haig. And then there was another quote attributed to him that it just got my funny bone with this whole political thing that's going on in our country right now. He said, that's not a lie. It's a terminological inexactitude. In and I thought that was just great. Okay, our uh, bill of the day, House Bill 241026, Local Government Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, Prior Voter Approval Requirement. 
And it says concerning a requirement that voters reauthorize a local government to retain revenue in excess of the limitations imposed by Section 20 of Article 10 of the state constitution, which that is the Tabor Amendment or the Colorado Taxpayers Bill Amendment. And whenever you see Article 10 in any ballot question, typically that means that it is trying to detaber excess revenue, meaning that if there is excess revenue, you, the voters, are giving them permission to keep it without your permission. And when you see that there, I would vote no just on that, that alone. And that has been very sneaky. Uh, it's been sneaked through by counties and uh, municipalities and special districts. And so this is going to kind of walk that back. And so CUT, as uh, you know, I'm the president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, uh, took that position on last year. It is uh, an all-volunteer group. An all-volunteer group since 1976 has been taking positions on legislation. We would love to have you join us. You can go to coloradotaxpayer.org to do that. It's $25, and you will get on the list to get the email that we send to legislators and the governor each week regarding proposed legislation and the positions that we're taking on that. And so on this, CUT votes yes. We recommend a yes vote. And this is CUT's uh, comments on it. Over the years, many of the municipal, county, and special district ballot questions included detabering language buried deep in the ballot questions. The result is many jurisdictions detabered, and voters did not realize that or realize it. This is a step in the right direction to reclaim Colorado's Taxpayer Bill of Rights for the people. And uh, so that is House Bill 241026. Next thing, let's see. Oh, tomorrow evening, the Colorado Union of Taxpayers is uh, holding a legislative kickoff at the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association, which is at 290 East Spear. Uh, tickets are very reasonable, and there is a discount if you are a member. We'd love to have you join us. We'll have uh, beer, wine, and non-alcoholic drinks, as well as some great food. And there are a number of legislators that will be there. Uh, Senator Paul Lundeen will be presenting on behalf of uh, Republican Senate leadership, and Ty Winter will be presenting, uh, representing Republican House leadership. Uh, I have reached out to both the Democrat Senator uh, Finberg as well as Representative McCluskey to present as well. I've not re I've not heard back from them, but all legislators have been invited, and we will be hearing from a number of the legislators. And uh, so we would love to have you join us. It's going to be a great event. There is complimentary parking to the south of the building, and uh, uh, so just would love to have you join us. I know many of you don't like to go into Denver, and I do understand that. Uh, however, uh, I was looking for a location for this event that would be close to the Capitol so that it would make it easier for legislators to be able to attend. And uh, so hence, uh, very pleased that the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association is where we will be hosting the event. And I thank them for that. Uh, big news. Uh, Trump won the New Hampshire primary uh, last night. Uh, it was announced. And uh, it was, uh, let's see, I had the the actual oh darn it I I uh, had the actual totals here uh, anyway I think it was like 54 55 percent is what Trump received and Haley obviously the balance and all kinds of different analysis on on this it was a single digit lead by Trump he did win this is a big deal for him to win both Iowa and 
New Hampshire. Next on the road is Nevada. Uh, Haley has uh, indicated she's going to stay in the race. Uh, and so this is going to be quite interesting. Uh, I thought some of the headlines were super interesting from uh the um, more mainstream media. Let me go through some of these. I found this. So first of all, this is from Fox News. Donald Trump wins again as former president, quickly beats Nikki Haley in the New Hampshire GOP primary. But then uh, several of these is uh, several headlines, um, again, from um, more mainstream media. Let me get those for you. I take this off of MSN, and then it doesn't give me uh, actually who... um, was the source on that. But this was from the Daily Beast. New Hampshire primary takeaway, we are not a serious country. Uh, And again, this is what people that are not looking at many different news sources are hearing. Next one, do this is from Newsweek. Do people want a fascist states of America? Maybe so. Found that pretty interesting. Uh, The next thing, uh, again, uh, Trump furious. Uh, And this is from Reuters. Uh, That is actually an opinion. Uh, They say Trump furious as he fails to knock out Haley before South Carolina. So anyway, I think it's important that we understand that people that are not looking at multiple news sources, that that is what they are hearing. Uh, Let's see. One other thing. Last night I was in Colorado Springs and I uh, spoke uh, to the Spunky Patriots in Colorado Springs and uh, actually met many people in person that I've only talked with either on the radio or on the phone, but really is um, is a great group. And I think they live up to their name, Spunky Patriots. So that was uh, super, super interesting last night. And we're going to be talking with Senator Mark Baisley here in just a moment. He had quite a um, conversation, I would say, with um, uh, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold the other day when she was uh, down at the Capitol uh, making a um, presentation. And you will not want to miss what happened with that. So that will be uh, Senator Mark Baisley when we come back from break. We get to do the show because of our wonderful sponsors. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team is one of those. He knows that life can be challenging. And it's the Mangan's team's mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Very pleased to have on the line with me Senator Mark Baisley. Uh, and uh, he... Um, uh, uh, serves a, a rather big area here in Colorado. Senator Mark Baisley, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Always a joy to be on your show. Well, it is great to have you. And uh, just tell us exactly what area your district covers. Sure. I, it's uh, I get the heart of the state. I get the the geographical center and uh, eight counties surrounding that. So I like to say it goes from Franktown to Leadville and from Ken Carroll Valley down to Westcliff down in Custer County. So it's uh, it's eight counties all around there, South uh, Douglas County, South uh, Jefferson County, and then Park, Chafee, Teller, uh, Fremont, Custer, and uh, Lake. And Some of the most beautiful parts of of Colorado. So let's get right to it, though, Senator Baisley. The other day, um, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold was down at the Capitol. I guess she makes a presentation each year to um, to you all, and uh, you ended up having uh, quite the the interaction with her. So tell us about that. Sure, yeah. and the, the Secretary of State has quite a job. You know, she's got uh, nineteen areas of responsibility, and uh, in Business licensing and and gaming and and but uh, the most visible one, of course, is that she runs uh, elections for the state of Colorado. And um, I've been seeing her appear, as many have, seeing her appear on national uh, commentary shows, national news shows, and expressing her total disdain for Donald Trump, <laughs> uh, which you know we all have some concerns about the. The veracity, the the integrity of of our election systems, and this is not the treasurer. This is not the state treasurer who is uh, making a comment. Um, this is the person who runs our elections, who is making a comment about the leading opposition candidate, and she's just uh, hoping that he is not qualified to appear on the ballot. And so, as uh, she famously said, she was going to not include him on the ballot and then the courts told her she uh uh well i'm not sure what that what behind the door conversation was but she uh said she would keep him on the ballot but then not count the votes if the states if the u.s supreme court did not tell her that she needs to count the votes at any rate it's just with someone who's got that kind of bias against uh an opposition candidate uh, then you scratch your head and, <clears throat> and wonder is is my vote going to be counted? Is it going to be counted properly? And so what I expressed to her um, with that opportunity of, of having her appear before the committee I'm on every year is uh, I, I said that this is the greatest concern, the most frequent concern expressed to be by, me by my constituents um, is whether they can trust that she'll count their votes if they cast it for Donald Trump. And um, she didn't appreciate the question. Wow. 
And uh, in fact, you uh, there there is um, public uh, recording of this uh, particular interaction between you and uh, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, and we will post the link to that in today's summary that should be posted at my website later today. Uh, but uh, it's rather remarkable what it what it appears is that uh, she is quite biased in. Um, in, in this, and it seems to me like she should actually be very neutral instead of being out there, uh, particularly on news in news sources. And and when questioned about that, she didn't walk it back at all, did she? Not in the least. In fact, she used the terms uh, conspiracy. Uh, those conspiracy theorists. Um, uh, she she called the uh, my constituents, and they're her, her constituents as well, uh, Republican extremists. And uh, and she insisted that Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection and ought to be held off of the 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 ballot or at least have his votes not counted. And so, you know, we we went back and forth a little bit about about the court case that is now before the United States Supreme Court. And I made the point that she's she was insisting that he not be on the ballot because he is guilty of insurrection. And oh, pardon me. Um, and and I I said you know he's had not been found guilty of insurrection. She said yes he's he has been by two courts. And it, it didn't occur to me till uh, afterward she is talking about and she said so and you can hear it on the on the recording. Um, I just missed missed that point uh, when I was talking with her live there. But um, she's talking about the Colorado District Court that made the comment that the judge is a single judge. It's not a jury trial. Uh, the judge says, hey, he is guilty of insurrection, but the 14th Amendment does not apply to this case. So therefore, he ought to appear on the Colorado uh, ballot. And then the state Supreme Court got a hold of that. Uh, I guess the, the group that's bringing this court case appealed to the state Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court overruled that one one item and said no um this does apply to the 14th amendment of the united states uh constitution <clears throat> getting a little wonky here but the point being that he that therefore should not appear on the ballot At any rate it was it, it's this is these are courts that get overturned by the u.s supreme court on a pretty routine basis because they're they're kind of nuts and so she's leaning on that as validation that he's guilty of a crime that should, by constitution, keep him off the ballot. And my my biggest point there was I was looking for some some humility on her part to, in order to give assurance to the voters that she was not going to to have her thumb on the scale, that she was going to count their votes fairly, and that they they needed that kind of assurance. And boy, she wasn't going to give an inch on that one. So as you're talking about this, Senator Baisley, uh, it's interesting. How can a judge say that someone is guilty of something where the person that is being accused has not even appeared before that judge and that there has been no due process? I mean, that seems to me unconstitutional. What, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, that is the, the big point. There are two primary points in in this these state court judgments one is as you said 
there was not the due process where there would be some back and forth with accusations and then testimony by qualified attorneys to show um, the other side and why he, he is not guilty. The things that he's accused of having said on uh, uh, January 6 uh, years ago and, and uh, what he actually said, uh, that whole argument was not presented in in the, uh, the the real rigor fashion that it deserves and that he deserves as uh, someone being accused. And so instead, what happened was the that district court judge just just declared she's just convinced and she's quite biased. And so she just said, yeah, he is guilty of insurrection. But I don't think she figured it was a big deal for her to say that in her opinion of that court case because she's she then went on to say, but the 14th Amendment does not apply to the position of president, and therefore um, he should not be kept off the ballot. But it was that point then that got overridden by the state Supreme Court, where they said, yes, this does apply, and the, the office of president does is covered by the 14th Amendment in Section 3, and therefore um, they override rode the, the uh, uh, district court and said Donald Trump should – be kept off the Colorado state ballot. So it it's really a mess. It's very biased all the way through. It gives every Republican voter reason to uh, to question um, the neutrality of of how their very precious vote is being counted or not. So I I thought it was appropriate for me to bring that up to her and to uh, to make the recommendation that she tone down the rhetoric that she. Uh, she convey some neutrality, but uh, boy, she's it, she she was not going to go there. There was not a whole lot of humility to be had. Well, and as I say, we will have that um, interaction in the um, uh, summary today. So, uh, Senator Baisley, uh, this is something. So, there's all this emotion on. Uh, whether or not the election was stolen, can we trust our elections? There's all this emotion. Uh, you know, people are concerned about uh, machines, the machines, uh, the, uh, can they be connected to the Internet? Last year, uh, one of the Republicans brought forth legislation that would emit an outlaw uh, machines that could be connected to the Internet, and that died in committee. I mean, it seems to me like this is something that we could all come together, whether or not you are a Democrat or a Republican, affiliated, libertarian, um, unaffiliated, all that. It seems like we could come together that we all want to make sure that we can trust our elections. But I, 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 I posit to people that we have a tremendous opportunity, if that's the right word, to have legalized uh, election ma- manipulation here in Colorado. And the three things that I cite is, first of all, we have mail-in ballots flying all over the state at significant taxpayer expense. And now that uh, we have unaffiliateds that can vote in either the Democrat or Republican primaries, they're receiving both those ballots. I mean, just think about, A, the expense. But then what I've learned is we are not cleaning up the voter rolls. I know that as a fact. I actually have a handful of ballots uh, <laughs> that have been sent out over years to my household. Uh, that someone does not live in my home. And um, I have ballot. So I know, I know personally that these voter rolls are not being cleaned up. 
And then the last thing is, is we cannot actually audit our elections. And any reasonable person, rational person, hearing those three things, I, I think they would say, wait a minute. And that falls under the purveyance of uh, Secretary of State Griswold, as well as the, the county clerks. And I, I had a listener that sent me a, um, a, a letter that was written by the county clerks association or, or from some of the county clerks, from the county clerks uh, association executive board on December 8th. Uh, again, I felt there was real bias in that letter. And so I think when, when I, I was talking to someone the other day that was rather apolitical and I said, yeah, we, we can't audit our elections. He's like, what? And so I think people need to understand that, uh, Senator Baisley. Yes. I've had quite a bit of uh, frustration with, with it as well. And the, the lack of transparency that what I'll tell you what disturbs me the most is not being able to see inside those machines. Cause if you look at the history um, and this history within your, my lifetime where we, we used to, at least I, I recall um, going with my parents uh, as they would vote and walking into someone's house. And, and there was uh, the votes were being, uh, cast and counted there, and it was all paper ballot back at the time, and could be uh, re- as desired. Now everything's in a machine, and you just see the machine. You don't see any uh, gears moving or anything like that. There, you don't know what's going on inside there. But it should be something. It should it should re- replicate the simplicity of addition of adding those votes. But I've recently learned that uh, the those counting machines have like a million lines of code. I want to know, or actually I heard 2 million. <laughs> I wanted to know what are they doing? And the, uh, the, the machine manufacturers uh, will claim intellectual property protection and say, you can't see my code. And I'm thinking, yeah, I do need to see your code. This, it, you should be doing nothing unique. Nothing special. Um, you should just be adding votes. And I don't, I don't know why there needs to be more than 200 lines of code rather than 2 million. So, yeah, that whole mystery and the whole uh, – it's a, it seems to be things are are vulnerable. And and as a result, in everything like you shared with uh, uh, voter rolls and so on, there's a vulnerability that looms over everything, and it's going – the way of the Democrats, and so they don't want to change anything. They don't want to. I don't want to make any specific accusations without uh, having evidence. But um, they don't seem to be interested in in uh, tightening things up because things are going their way. So well, and, uh, and uh, there's a time coming though. Yeah, we we really need to uh, uh, make sure that we can assure uh, every every person that their vote counts, and and uh, so that's so important. Senator Baisley, your final thought, and thank you so much uh, for joining us. I know it's, you're pretty busy, busy right now uh, with uh, the well, session. Always enjoy. Thank you, Kim. Always enjoy to come on your show. My th- final thought is, um, through all of this, I, I still would like to see the person who counts the votes, the one whom we've been entrusted with that charge, to to at least convey to us an attitude of, of fairness and accuracy and not of uh, a bias against the the primary choice uh, from the opposition party. So um, yeah, I think that's just a mistake, and I, I wish you would, uh, Secretary uh, Griswold, would, would give that assurance to the voters. 
Well, Senator Baisley, thank you so much, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kim. And uh, we have these important discussions because of great sponsors. One of those we're going to be talking to here in just a moment, and that is Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy. And Laramie Energy and Karis Oil & Gas are goal sponsorship sponsors of the show. And my friends, reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy from naturally occurring oil, gas, and coal really fuels our lives and powers our prosperity. And it's important that we understand that actually these industries are under attack from a policy Standpoint. So we're going to talk about uh, natural gas prices with uh, Bob Boswell when we come back. Another great sponsor of the show is Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I'm very pleased to have on the line with me CEO of Laramie Energy, Bob Boswell. Bob, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Kim. Hey, I was um, on a call the other day, and they were talking about natural gas prices, and that if this trajectory of uh, policy decisions that are making it more and more difficult to um, for oil and, and gas exploration and development here in the United States and uh, continues, that this reliable, affordable power source that we have will become very, very expensive. So tell us, where are natural gas prices now? Where do you think they're going, and how does that affect people? Well, natural gas is one of the cleanest fuels you can use to power electricity, the generation of electricity. It's also used in fertilizer. 70% of the world's fertilizer is made from natural gas. 
Uh, and as the population of the Earth doubled in the last 50 years from roughly 4 billion to 8 billion, the importance of fertilizer and producing food and crops for to feed a, this size population is more important. Yet natural gas is under under attack. Um, natural gas um, is somewhat at a tipping point, and we see that today in the extreme volatility when there's any movement in weather at all. Uh, in January and February of uh, last year of 22 and 20 and January of 23, uh, gas spiked to as high as $50 in MCF. Uh, its normal trading range is currently in the $3 range. So you had this spike when we had that winter storm URI. Uh, uh, additionally, in just this last month here, we had a spike for four days when more cold weather came in. We're, um, the price of natural gas in some areas went up to $24 in MCF. And that's indicative of the tightness of the market. The price of natural gas today and the forecast for this year is low. It's around two, 250 uh, in MCF. The main reason for that is associated gas that it comes with the oil place. Oil is a geopolitical commodity, and it's controlled uh, principally by OPEC, which is the associated of uh, producing exporting companies out of the Middle East. Um, and they... Uh, they cut the uh, level of production to keep the price of oil high. Well, in the United States, a lot of the fields that are being developed, the oil fields, at this higher oil price have associated gas. And that associated gas coming online um, has built up uh, the production of natural gas in the U.S. Uh, that and the shale places have gone from some 56 BCF a day to over 100 BCF a day. That's good news. That helps uh, uh, ensure the supply and the storage of natural gas. But it's we're, it's still being attacked, and it's making gas more expensive and less pros, less profitable to develop. And there are some uh, uh, forecasters today that are saying we're at a point of convergence, uh, meaning that uh, the oil plays, some of which, particularly the Permian, which is the one of the best uh, oil plays uh, in, the, in the world, and particularly in the United States, uh, is going into a second phase. And that's where uh, most of the A prospects have been drilled, and you're into more uh, less profitable B prospects. So that, that the growth that we've seen in both oil and gas out of the Permian is going to flatten and actually start uh, on a decline, as most uh, oil reservoirs and gas reservoirs do. And when that happens, it's going to decrease the supply of natural gas. And uh, the notion is, or the forecast is, that that could dramatically increase the price of natural gas. On an MMBTU basis, oil and gas should trade at a 6-to-1 level, meaning that if, if, if uh, Oil is $18, then gas should be three. Well, now it's like 30 to one. Oil's at at um, you know $75 roughly, and 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 gas is at, at say three dollars. Uh, so there's a uh, there's a actual uh, heat content uh, uh, divergence, and that's <clears throat> that's uh, uh, mainly a function of the fact that a lot of associated gas has come online with the with the increased production of oil. Uh, the United States government is doing, <clears throat> uh, as, as controlled by the current administration, has been doing everything it can to 
to uh, punish or to discourage the development of oil and gas in the United States, despite its importance. Um, they are uh, the number of leasehold acreage uh, that uh, were leased both under Obama and Trump in the millions of acres is now down into the hundreds of thousand acres, which means there's less uh, less opportunity to develop our reserves. Uh, uh, concurrently, in the, the state of Colorado, it's even been worse. Uh, we have a, a, a what was the Colorado uh, uh, Oil and Gas Commission, now called the ECMC, uh, which is the Environmental Conservation uh, uh, Commission. Uh, the, they've dramatically decreased, decreased the number of locations and wells that uh, – uh, have been permitted. Uh, pre-2019, there were some 10,205 wells that uh, have been permitted in 1,180 locations. They introduced this bill, uh, SB 119-181, uh, and since that bill's been introduced, the number of locations has gone from roughly 1,100 to 149. The number of wells that have permits have gone from 10,000 to two, about 2,700, so a dramatic effect. That's going to have uh, a decrease in activity in the state of Colorado. That's going to hurt the overall economy. It's going to make it more expensive uh, and um, uh, to develop a, cotton, a continuous program of development. Uh, as a personal experience in our company, it takes almost a year to get a permit to drill a well in Colorado. Uh, in Texas, it's something like 18 days. I think in Wyoming, it's it's something like three weeks. You know, So there's a, a big um, difference here in the amount of work that needs to go in to get a, a well permitted. Um, one can say, well, that's, that's good. Uh, it's, you know, there's greater certainty in, on the permits and those sorts of things, but it's, it's overburdened. Uh, and it's it's not uh, not necessary to the degree they're doing it. They're doing the same thing on other regulations. They introduced a bill called financial assurance, which we each, each of us have to pay money into a uh, a government uh, fund uh, that is built to take care of orphan wells. Well, most there aren't that many orphan wells relative to the number of wells. There's was already a ten million dollar fund that the, gov that the government required <clears throat> EMP operators fund, which is sufficient to, to plug and abandon these orphan wells as they uh, evolve. Um, so just a number of these things, particularly in, in blue states that have, uh, or Democratic-run states where they've come in and tried to discourage the development of oil and gas, and that's really to the detriment of, uh, of their state's economy and the overall economy and the cost of, of of power to uh, uh, to the citizenship. Well, Bob Boswell, this is. I have so many different questions that I want to ask you about this, but thank you uh, that setting that up. And so <clears throat> we're going to go to break here and continue with Bob Boswell. Before we do that, though, a couple of things. Tomorrow at eight twenty a.m. Uh, the Center for American Values Medal of Honor recipient, uh, Drew Dix, will be doing an online presentation for students and adults as well. Uh, and it's 820, I think, to 940. And it's uh, the inaugural J uh, Junior uh, ROTC on Values. 
this presentation. Uh, but it's open to everybody. You can go to AmericanValueCenter.org, and I know it's going to be fantastic. So check that out. That is tomorrow, Thursday, the 25th, AmericanValueCenter.org. And the show comes to you because of great sponsors. One of those sponsors, uh, gold sponsor is Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas because it is reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy that fuels our lives and powers our prosperity. And this is under, this industry is under attack. So let's connect the dot. That means that what is also under attack is uh, fueling our lives and powering our prosperity. And it's important to understand how those things are so connected. And another great sponsor of the show that helps us do this is Lauren Lev. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmonson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Have something for every age and skill level in the friendliest gun range in town. With highly skilled men and women instructors, you're sure to find the right instructor for your needs. Franktown's 10-lane, 30-yard shooting range provides the right place to train where you feel confident and ready to learn. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Franktown Firearms will meet your needs. Training runs from simple gun safety and care to obtain your concealed carry permit or honing your skills with advanced tactical moving and shooting. The Special Forces Green Beret trainer has you covered. And women, you won't want to miss Ladies' Night the first Friday of each month where you can bond and train together. Gift certificates for training are available over anything in their fully stocked store. And Franktown is a faster Colorado certified training site. Just go to klzradio.com slash franktown to get shooting today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, wanted to just very quickly mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. This is the official Marine Memorial. It's located here in Golden at sixth and colfax and it is time for a refresh a remodel and paula sarles who is the president of the foundation she's a gold star wife and a marine veteran and the team they are working diligently to raise the money for this and my friends as we have seen the the monument to reconciliation taken down by lloyd austin and the department of defense right before christmas in arlington national cemetery we realize we must preserve these memories and you can do this by going to usmc 
org. Thank you to Laramie Energy and Carousel and Gas for their goal sponsorship of the show. And it is reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy that fuels our lives and powers our prosperity. Bob Boswell, I've got, uh, I just was writing down a whole bunch of notes. So as a lay person, I wanted to go through just a few things. You mentioned uh, gas MCF. So what does MCF stand for? Oh, that's a million cubic feet of gas. It's just a measurement of, um, of a volume. The MMBT is the uh, million uh, uh, thermal units. VTU, uh, uh, and this is a million of BTUs, is the thermal units that are in this in a particular volume of gas per MCF. Okay. <clears throat> and then you said BCF as well. So is that? Yeah, that, that's billion cubic feet. Billion cubic feet. Okay. And I think it's important for people to understand that that oil and gas is a dense energy source. So you get a lot of or a lot of energy or power out of that uh, as compared to wind and solar uh, is is not as dense of a power source. And so it takes a whole bunch more of resources and land and all to produce that particular energy source so that that dense energy source is important and the other thing is is uh and this was in our film a climate conversation i think it was ron stein that made this point he's an expert is that with petroleum pro uh, with petroleum there's all kinds of other products uh, that come from petroleum, all these different things that power our lives. I think, in fact, uh, Bob, I think you might have said this or somebody said that if we didn't have petroleum products, you know, elastic and all these different things, basically we'd probably be sitting on a wooden chair in our undies. And then it's like, well, we couldn't even be in our undies because the elastic in our undies is uh, for a petroleum product. So I don't think people understand all the byproducts of petroleum that, again, makes it makes our lives so much easier, Bob. Well, I think that's true. The petrochemical industry is a, you know, a, a very large industry which takes uh, petro, uh, petrochemicals and makes products from plastics, uh, a lot of the things that we use in everyday uh, life uh, going into the you know, production of clothing, um, um, and a number of other materials, household items, products that we use every day. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, some of the modern, more contemporary furniture is you know it's petroleum based, so it's pervasive throughout uh, about our throughout our lives in the developed world in particular. And so, I'm not sure that people recognize that uh, oil is not just something that's converted into gasoline and uh, to drive our cars. That's true, and that's a very important uh, uh, element because most of the transportation, I think only 6 to 8% now is electrical vehicles is derived from um, gasoline or diesel-fueled vehicles. And it is. It's And so, again, this prosperity that I think that we take for granted sometimes uh, is really under regulatory attack, particularly here in Colorado. So, okay, my next question, the Permian Basin, is that the big basin in Texas uh, and uh, that you were talking about in the previous segment? Yes, it's in West Texas, the western part of the state of Texas. Uh, it's a relatively dry area, um, and it's been uh, one of the early great oil fields, and it continues to keep on giving. The <clears throat> development of, of horizontal drilling and fracking has opened up uh, you know, a big resource in this basin. 
and it's one of the more productive or probably it's the single most productive oil producing basin in the U.S. Well, and when you mentioned the word convergence, that some of the experts say that the Permian Basin is at a convergence and may, um, in, in, I guess, implying that, that the best days are over. I, I'm not sure that I, again, I'm a layperson, I believe that after I have witnessed what creativity and innovation has uh, uh, done with horizontal drilling and um, uh, fracturing, uh, it's, uh, you know, the creativity and innovation of, of man can come up with these amazing solutions. And so I'm not sure that I, I'm totally convinced on that particular um, doc, and prognosis on that. Next thing, and we only have just a few minutes, but you mentioned uh, it would have been Senate Bill 19181. Was that the um, piece of legislation that was passed shortly after the 2018 election where, was it Prop 112 that was defeated by the people of Colorado, I think it was, that it had these onerous setbacks for oil and gas exploration, and that was defeated by the people of Colorado. And then like two or three months later, after um, Polis is elected governor and the new legislature uh, convenes, that they pass even, it seemed to me like, even more onerous setbacks. Is, is, am I connecting that dot correctly? or I'm a little foggy on it, I think. No, you're exactly right. This uh, that one Senate Bill 112 was defeated at the you know by the people uh, in a vote, and uh, then the the by fiat when Polis is elected, they come in and put in these even more onerous uh, policies or statutes uh, that weren't. Or they're actually just policies. They weren't statutes that were approved because of, they were defeated uh, at the voting box. Um, we're having this same issue today. It's, uh, there's a case called the uh, Chevron deference where the federal government and the Congresses create the statutes. The statutes then are to be interpreted by the agencies, and they are to be interpreted on a reasonable uh, interpretation of the statute that's passed. Well, today the EPA is way going over that reasonable interpretation. They're making up their own rules. And that's to the detriment of the <clears throat> um, of uh, really the uh, democratic system, democratic process, because they are not interpreting the statutes that have been passed by con- Congress um, uh, in a reasonable fashion. So it's a it's a lawsuit, an important one to watch right now. It's going to the Supreme Court. It is a really really important <clears throat> case, and uh, and. Uh, it will. It's an important case, and these unelected uh, bureaucracies that are making law, and these bu- bureaucrats are not accountable to we the people. And what has happened, I think, is many. Um, representatives and senators have abdicated their responsibility to us, we the people, as our representatives because uh, they don't want to make some of the hard decisions, and that's how we got to where we are. So, Bob Boswell, super informative. We've got about 45 seconds left. How would you like to button this up for our listeners? Well, I think, uh, I hope that the listeners understand the importance of oil and gas uh, uh, to their uh, supply of, of energy, uh, that it has been a few fuels that have been used for decades, uh, that we've evolved in terms of 
the environmental effects on the use of these fuels uh, significantly. We're continuing to evolve innovatively the industry's been, and we've actually decreased uh, uh, the uh, degree of methane emissions significantly. Uh, we'll continue to do that, it's, uh, but the government is using uh, an existential threat of climate crisis to drive policy and, and, uh, uh, and statute, and that's, that people need to get, recognize that that's being done, and it's also the policy interpretations, and our voices need to be heard, and they need to be heard um, at the election box. And this next election is important. They all are important. This one, we've got to reverse the trend uh, in uh, government uh, empowerment. Absolutely. Bob Boswell, thank you so much. And that's, uh, I think, a great plug to watch the movie A Climate Conversation at aclimateconversation.com. You can watch it for free. My friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. Expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, uh, Luke, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. And uh, boy, that was so informative in hour number one with Bob Boswell, CEO of Laramie Energy. I continue to learn so much about this. Uh, uh, this our oil and gas and, and the, our coal industry as well has all been under attack uh, by uh, po- through policy. And one has to ask why, why, <laughs> why is this policy to try to uh, prevent, constrict all those words? This abundant energy source that's reliable, affordable, and efficient. And, you know, what what we're seeing is there are those that uh, are not only anti-American in uh, many of our offices, holding holding office and all these bureaucracies, but they're also anti-human. And... uh, (laughs) So um, it's, I mean, it's hard to get our brain around that, but it is important to understand this. So again, thank you to Laramie Energy, Karis Oil and Gas for their goal sponsorship of the show. Reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant uh, energy powers our lives and f- uh, fuels our prosperity. So let's see. Let's get right to uh, just a few things. And then uh, many of you probably have uh, seen this uh, Cary Lake audio, uh, heard this Cary Lake audio between Cary Lake and 
and the chair of the Arizona Republican Party. Uh, basically, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if Carrie Lake has come out and, and talked about the authenticity on that. I tell you what, if some of you could let me know, uh, but, uh, this came across my, my phone last night, listen to it. And it, it basically sounds like PBIs are trying to buy Carrie Lake off and so that she won't run for office. It's rather remarkable. So, again, we want to make sure that that is sourced. It sounds like her voice. And um, I guess she would come out and, and say, yes, that is authentic with this whole AI thing. I know there's always questions about things, but it sure sounded authentic to me. And so it is uh, rather remarkable. And when I talk about the Republican operative consultant class, not only here in Colorado, but obviously nationally and in other states as well, uh, and this came out in this audio that it is about control uh, and, and control of of the narrative and and with the everyday people looking at what is happening in our country, uh, open borders, out of control spending, transgendering our children without parents knowledge, uh, boys uh, having new pronouns instead of he. And she, uh, I mean, it's it's Crazyville right now that we're living in. And as everyday people are going, wait a minute, uh, what's happening then is these um, Republican operative consultant classes, they, they've liked it being in powers because be, what they've done is they have milked the donors, the everyday hardworking people, business people that love our country and the, these operative consultants come in and say, hey, this, this candidate, uh, give us money for this candidate or this issue, give us money for this issue and all will be okay. So donors do. And then the uh, operative consultants pad their own pockets and then they lose elections and the problems are not solved. And then they go back to the donors and it's this big circle. Well, that big circle is being threatened. And uh, so you're seeing uh, this this Kerry Lake audio, which is rather remarkable, trying to buy her off to not run for office. They said, just not now, in a couple of years, and, you know, what's the number? And it's rather, rather remarkable. So let's get to our word of the day, which is affirmation. And that is A-F-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. And it is the act of affirming or the state of being affirmed or an assertion. Number two, something declared to be true, a positive statement or judgment. And number three, the assertion that the testimony one gives is true and equivalent to that which would be given while under oath. And uh, so I think uh, an affirmation would be your word, that uh, you actually uh, stand by uh, your word. What you say is what you mean. And it used to be that an affirmation in America could be, could be a handshake. In this litigi litigious society, that is no longer the case. And so in that case, you really definitely do want to work with a great um, legal people that you can uh, certainly trust, and Boson Law is one of those. Uh, went to Alexander Haig for our quote of the day because... Uh, America's Veteran Stories, we recorded an interview with Colonel Bill Rutledge, uh, retired United States Air Force, 95 years young, uh, regarding Alexander Haig. He said, Kim, I think it's appropriate to talk about him, his military career, and we obviously talked about his political career as well. 
But uh, Alexander Haig was born in 1924. He died in 2010. And uh, rather remarkable career. He was uh, Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan, White House Chief of Staff under Presidents Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He uh, was the uh, Supreme Allied Commander of NATO, uh, and he was the youngest four-star general. In 1973, he was the youngest four-star general in the United States history. And he said this, practice rather than preach. Make your life an affirmation defined by your ideals, not the negation of others. Dare to the level of your capability, then go beyond to a higher level. Uh, Bill of the day, House Bill 241026. Uh, it is concerning a requirement that voters reauthorize a local government to retain revenue in excess of the limitations imposed by Section 20 of Article 10 of the state constitution, which is that is a TABOR, Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. Um, the cut position, the Colorado Union of Taxpayers position is a, we recommend a yes vote on this to our legislators. And this is our comment. And uh, join us. Go to coloradotaxpayer.org, 25 bucks, and you'll get that uh, email that we send to legislators and the governor each week. And we're having a very important legislative kickoff event tomorrow. Uh, that is Thursday, the 25th, 530 to 730 at the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association. Uh, a number of legislators will be there. You will be able to rub shoulders with them, hear what they have to say, talk with them. And uh, so this is our position on House Bill 241026. It says, over the years, many of the municipal, county, and special district ballot questions included detabering language buried deep in the ballot question. The result is many jurisdictions detabered and voters did not realize it. This is a step in the right direction to reclaim Colorado's taxpayers' Bill of Rights for the people of Colorado. Uh, next thing uh, I wanted to mention, well, first of all, uh, President Trump uh, won the New Hampshire primary, defeated Nikki Haley, uh, and so he now has won the Iowa primary, the New Hampshire primary. Uh, the next one is uh, Nevada. Apparently, Haley is spending a lot of her cash in her own home state of South Carolina, which I think that primary is after Nevada. Uh, interestingly, uh, many of the elected representatives in South Carolina are endorsing uh, President Trump, such as, as Senator Tim Scott. Uh, so this is a very interesting the way this is is playing out. So again, congratulations to President Trump for his uh, win for the New Hampshire primary. There is a piece of legislation that needs to be on your radar. And uh, my friends, when I say that the radical activists that uh, have taken over the Democrat Party uh, have been playing long ball, they have been playing long ball. As many of you know, I served on city council in Lone Tree 2012 to 2016. And I hadn't really connected the dots on this. Uh, but prior to me being on Lone Tree City Council, uh, there's an ordinance that uh, you cannot carry, conceal carry um, your firearm into the city buildings. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, but that would have been pre-2012. So there has been this assault upon everyday people being able to carry firearms to protect themselves and those around us in different uh, different buildings for quite some time. This is a direct assault 
upon our uh, constitutional right of the Second Amendment to protect ourselves and those around us from bad actors. Well, it looks like here in Colorado, and this is from Complete Colorado, Sherry Pife has written this, and this was published yesterday. It says, a bill banning the license carrying of a concealed handgun in many newly designated sensitive spaces around Colorado may soon be making its way through the legislature, despite similar laws passed in other states already being challenged in court and losing. The bill has not yet been introduced, but at least one version of a draft has been circulating showing how far majority Democrats are willing to go to restrict Coloradans' gun rights. So, okay, connect this dot, my friends. Um, Denver is a sanctuary city. We've had, what, 37,000 illegal immigrants uh, come to our metro area. Of course, they're pushing them out to rural areas as well. And so we don't know who these people are. There are those that are coming for the American dream, uh, that they want to better their lives, they want to work, and we need to figure out a legal way for them to come, uh, but not an illegal way, and they don't get to jump to the front of the line. But there are also bad actors that are coming across the border as well, and there's a pipeline from the border right up to Denver via I-25. And so we, we... have these Democrat um, electeds and bureaucrats that are doing nothing about that. It, it is making our, our our neighborhoods unknown, our communities unknown. We don't know that the people that are there want to abide by the laws of our country. And that, uh, you know, it, and so we don't know. I think it makes our communities less safe. And so now we have Democrats that will be pushing legislation that will limit everyday people's right to protect ourselves. So um, anyway, just wanted to continue a couple of other things on this. It says, according to the copy obtained by Complete Colorado, um, oh, I I read that. It's, uh, I think it's New York and California, of course. And boy, (laughs) they're doing just great. It says, the legislation prohibits a person from carrying a firearm, both openly and concealed, in a variety of public locations specified in the bill, with up to a $250 fine for the first offense and a maximum of $1,000 for every violation after. Current sponsors of the bill are all Democrats. Senator Sonia uh, Wachter, Waquez Lewis from Boulder County, Senator Chris Colker, Jefferson, Arapahoe County, Senator Tom Sullivan, Arapahoe, Douglas County, Representative Kyle Brown, Boulder County, and Mandy Lindsay, Arapahoe County. Language for the bill was taken directly from Every Town for Gun Safety, an extremist national organization with the goal of banning certain firearms to the general public. And so we will need to keep an eye on that. That is so, so important. Uh, And we have these important discussions because of our sponsors. Roger Mangan's State Farm Insurance Team understands that there are unknowns that can keep you up at night. Uh, One might be the potential bad actors in our neighborhood. He can't do anything about that. But what they can do is they can help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. 
Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. It is Wednesday, so that means that it is a Trent Loose Wednesday. Uh, Trent Loose is a sixth-generation farmer and rancher from Nebraska, and for over 20 years, he is uh, shedding light and informing people about rural Colorado, rural America, that feeds and fuels our lives. So, Trent Luce, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Over 20 years makes me sound old. (laughs) Uh, You started really young, right out of high school, right? No, I was old then, too. (laughs) Hey, guess what I did last night? I uh, spoke last night at a group, the Spunky Patriots, in Colorado Springs, and uh, you'll never guess who I met in person. Spunky herself? (laughs) <laughs> Spunky herself, Gammy, and it was an absolute delight. <laughs> and and you were able to get away. <laughs> I tell you what, she made sure that I was to my car safely, and uh, it was just really a delight to get to meet her in person. And uh, she is uh, certainly, it's appropriate that she is part of the Spunky Patriots. It was about 135 people. uh, Just really, uh, really inspiring. A lot of Spunky Patriots that are stepping forward to run for office. Uh, Really, really was a great evening, Trent. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That was actually my only letdown with the National Western. I didn't get to meet Spunky Gammy while I was at the National Western in Denver for nine days. That's pretty ridiculous. Right. And uh, also, you didn't get to meet Eric uh, of Eric's right. of Manning's Famous Burritos in person. He did a drive-by and dropped them off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we ought to talk about drive-bys in Denver, but yeah, they uh, were fantastic. <laughs> Okay, let's get to it. There's a whole bunch of things. Uh, and I didn't mention this to you first, so I don't know if you've seen this. This uh, came across my phone last night, and there's this audio of uh, Carrie Lake and the uh, 
uh, chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, and the audio sounds very authentic. And it basically sounds like there are people in Washington that uh, asked him to reach out to her to not run for Senate, uh, and the, they were making financial offers to her. Have, have you seen that, or have you heard that yet? Well, I've only heard it because I actually was listening to the first part of your show today. I did not know anything about that. But as Kelly and I were there listening, and, and Kelly is the chairman of Sherman County GOP, she made the statement, it sounds like every other state. And what that means is that it doesn't matter what state you're in right now. I, I visit with folks in Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, every day at the grassroots level. There is tremendous chaos and division and Kim, I cannot go so far as to say that this is all just coincidental. Somebody somewhere has figured out how to create a divisionary tactic at the local level, and we all know that the, the stability of our future in this country is what's going on at the local level. And they have infiltrated that local level in some manner. I have my theories. I don't have any proof of how that all comes together, but I think it just plays into what we see happening all across the nation at every state level. Well, I, I think so as well. And uh, the veil is coming off on what is happening. And uh, uh, what, I, what I think is happening in a lot of these different states is the these PBIs and these Republican operative consultants have had power over the narrative. Uh, everyday people have been electing or thinking they're electing uh, people that are representing their best interests. We're realizing, oh, that's not the case. And so with that, I do need to address something that I said regarding uh, the open borders. And I, I do want to clarify, I, I really think that all these people that have come here illegally need to go back to their countries of origin and apply to come in legally. I know that that's a monumental task, but I, I had a listener that said, we do not need more people coming across our borders right now. We actually should close immigration 100% until we get a handle on this. Uh, immigration needs to be merit-based only. We had immigration because we did not have a large population. Um, it says we no longer need immigrants. It's by grace that we are allowing people in, not from necessity. And uh, I, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, the American dream, people that want to come here, work hard. Uh, I, I love to have that open to others because we benefit from that. But people have to come here legally. And those that are here, uh, we, uh, I, th I think they need to go back to their countries of origin. What do you think? Uh, Trent? I think this has been a problem longer than we realized or anybody wanted to pay attention to. And I was on the border the last, well, not the last time, but in 2009, a very dear friend of mine, Rob Krenz, was murdered on his ranch near Douglas, Arizona. And I went down there a couple of weeks after that happened. I spent some time with his widow, Sue Krenz, who's still a dear friend, continues to keep me informed on what's happening on the border. But we went to the border then, Kim, and we visited that day with probably a dozen Border Patrol. And and the reason we did that, because I, I left this part out, Rob was murdered on his ranch at a water tank by an illegal. He was riding a four-wheeler. Uh, they shot his dog. The four-wheeler was still running. And the most the thing that stuck with me the most about that particular trip is I talked to these Border Patrol agents, and they told me that in 2009, one in four illegals that they caught 
already had a felony U.S. record. One in four. Twenty-five percent already had a felony against them. We, we charge them and convict them of a felony, take them back, turn them loose, and then they come again. That was in 2009. Now we're not even pretending that we're going to try to stop them. Now we encourage them. Now we incentivize them to come in. We have the U.S. Supreme Court telling the state of Texas, you can't protect your border. Let them come. For what gain? What could possibly be yeah. behind this other than what we were just talking about? to create chaos and division within the country. People have figured out the only way to truly paralyze the United States is to create chaos at the local level. And all of this contributes to what we're talking about. Well, it really, it really does. And so I think that that's going to be a, a segue into our next conversation, uh, which uh, we had a listener that challenged us and wanted you and I to talk about uh, how treason is addressed in the Constitution. And uh, so some of the things that have happened within the last week, I have some additional thoughts on that. Uh, so we've got about three minutes in this segment. I'm going to just throw it over to you. Uh, is there anything that you want to talk about before we go to the, the break and come back and talk about treason? So for three minutes. Three words. Any th- no, I got three words, not three minutes. Yeah. Tar and feather. <laughs> well, you know, the founders actually did do that to people. <laughs> Absolutely, they did it to people. And if you are treasonous against your country, you should be tarred and feathered in public. There's nothing else to be said. <laughs> it was commonplace with people who did not, even elected officials, who did not follow through on what they promised the constituents when they were elected. If they did not follow through and do what they said they were going to do, they would literally bring them to the town square and tar and feather them. Well, they that would. I actually. Treason problem. I um, I think one of the problems with tar and feather, though, is I still do believe in due process, which is one of the things that we'll we'll talk about because um, <laughs> sometimes I don't think there was due process in that uh, Trent Loose. Uh, but I'm betting that it was pretty good at deterring other crimes. <laughs> You're saying it was was effective. I actually did see a picture or a depiction of uh, someone tarred and feathered, and it sure did not look very pleasant. It looked like it was pretty embarrassing. I'm talking with Trent Luce. You know him, sixth-generation farmer and rancher, and we've got a lot to talk about because there is a lot happening. Um, before we go to break, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, raising the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial at Six and Colfax. This is the Marine Memorial. And uh, it was dedicated in 1977. It is time for a refresh, a remodel. And it is important that we do our part and help them. You know, only a small percentage of our... Uh, our population serves in the military now, but we depend on them so much. So let's honor them. And you can do that by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And uh, another great sponsor of the show will be in studio tomorrow. Is uh, No, on Friday is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, 
Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Trent Luce is on the line. He's a sixth-generation farmer and rancher um, from Nebraska, and he has been in this battle of ideas for a long time so that people can understand uh, just the importance of rural Colorado, rural America, the people that feed and fuel us. But uh, Trent, we had a listener that challenged us last week, wanted to know what we uh, thought about treason as it's noted in the Constitution. You know, and I just want to mention, I've got my Constitution right here in front of me. Uh, It is, uh, you know, it's not that long. Uh, let's see, including the declaration, it's maybe 39 pages. Uh, when we think that there might be 700 new laws that will be proposed in Colorado this year, and then there were 681 proposed in Colorado last year, my friends, the fact that they could actually put the the plan for a country in just these few pages, uh, because what they believed is people should have have the freedom to to live their lives. But uh, anyway, Article 3, it's regarding the judiciary. And Trent, one of the first things as I was reala- uh, reading this is in Section 1, it says that the compensation for judges, both in the Supreme and Inferior Courts, uh, that their compens- compensation should d- be diminished during their continuance in office. I found that pretty super interesting. I didn't, I, I hadn't really thought about that. But I think that... The, the founders wanted them to um, maybe not be in there for life, I mean, if their compensation was being decreased. I, I thought that was interesting. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually had not picked up on that. I think that is quite intriguing. Isn't that really the core problem of corruption that we have is our elected officials, our judges are just there for life? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, again, the founders, they were thinking about all these things. But let's go over to Article 3, Section 3. It says, Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attained. Uh, And so I had to look up the word attainder as well um, because I wasn't quite sure of that. And so I pulled that out. It says it's a noun, A-T-T-A-I-N-D-E-R. It says under English common law, the state of having lost one's legal and civil personhood 
as through the legal capacity to own or pass uh, pass on property or dishonor. It says the act of attaining or the state of being at- attained, uh, uh, the legal consequence of judgment of death or outlawry pronounced in respect of treason as a felony. Um, and so I, I think basically what it's saying is is that the, the sins of the 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 children cannot be passed it cannot be passed on to the children is kind of what i took as that and then let's get into treason your thoughts yeah i was just actually looking up because i had looked up the uh, article 3 section 3 but i was looking up the number of people that have been convicted of treason throughout the course of the united states not many not many john brown Honestly, probably the most interesting of that scenario from your home state of Kansas. And uh, history doesn't tell us that the Civil War started in Kansas, but the reality is that it did. And John Brown was convicted of treason because of that. That was a while. Yeah, and uh, he would conduct raids into the other states. Uh, And I remember being down at the state capitol when I was a campfire girl in sixth grade, and they had a depiction of John Brown and all that there. So treason, though, as as I look at this here, uh, treason against the United States. And I think in a way, I kind of want to go back to the Declaration. I, I, I hadn't really thought about this, where where Jefferson says that uh, in in the Declaration that if, in fact, we lose our way, this I'm paraphrasing, from these foundational principles, then we have a duty to uh, actually th- throw off this government and establish a new one. Uh, so I think that the two things are connected. Uh, and so you can't hide behind loving the United States uh, in, the, in the definition of treason in Article uh, three, section three, but yet then also have uh, had a direct affront upon the principles and the vision of our declaration. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm still on this other train of thought. It appears to me, Kim, without uh, great research, we have not convicted anyone of treason in the United States since 1942. Most of the treason really is tied to the Civil War. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Because you would have the United States considering people from the South to be treasonous. But still, we're talking about like 30 people in the history of the United States. And and Tokyo Rose may be the one people are going to know the most from what she was convicted for. She's like the fall person, right, for Pearl Harbor. And so we had to find somebody to blame. And there was a series of people through 41 through 42 We've had nobody commit a treasonous act against the United States since 1942. This is part of the Constitution that's clearly not being followed, if you ask me. Because mm-hmm. I do not believe that we have not had a treasonous act since 1942. Uh, I, I agree. We're in 2024. So I'm going to go to the Declaration, and then we'll go back to treason. And this is what it says here. It says, Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established shall not be changed for light and transient causes. Accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they are accustomed. I would say that we're probably there now, Trent Luce, that that people have, have 
have have not really stood up against these sufferings. People are now. But then Jefferson uh, goes on in the declaration. It says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably for the same object events as a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. And such has been this patient sufferance of these colonies. And then the other thing that's so interesting about the Declaration is that they go through this list of, I think it's 27 usurpations against King George. And as I have read those usurpations, there's a lot of things that they were stating in those usurpations to King George that we are seeing happening Right now, one of them is he, uh, again, in the declaration, he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Okay, so that's the declaration. Let's set that up and then let's go back over here to uh, Article 3, Section 3. So let me get back to that. Uh, and then, I mean, I'm just thinking about the southern border, Trent. Uh, regarding, it says, in adhering to their enemies and giving them aid and comfort. I mean, my gosh, if you have bad guys coming across the border and then you have these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations that are taking resources from Americans to give these people cash assistance, rent assistance, all this, I mean, is that a stretch to say that it is aiding uh, our enemies? That's not a stretch at all. In fact, this may be the most important conversation you and I have ever had, Kim, because as you walk through, and we often brag about the Declaration of Independence, we brag about what the Founding Fathers gave us in terms of a Constitution, but then reminding you that it was Ben Franklin who said, we've given you a representative republic, it's up to you to keep it. It's very clear, for many reasons beyond just the border, including one guy who has a a presidential appointment right now who was literally sleeping with the enemy, Eric Swalwell, giving a Chinese individual trade secrets about this country. Is that not a treasonous act? If we're not seeing treasonous today, what's the point? And and I've been saying without knowing exactly what this means, that there is no reform to this government. It is to do what the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence says we must do to tear it down, start over with new guards at the gate. And uh, I would posit to you to say that this can be done via elections. Uh, and But that is why I had this discussion with uh, Senator Mark Baisley in the first hour. A Secretary of State here in Colorado, Jenna Griswold, uh, makes a report to um, um, down at the Capitol each year. And there was this... Um, Enter this conversation between the two of them, where Senator Baisley said, and basically, and I'll paraphrase, it says, basically, you're supposed to be unbiased, but you're actually actually out there, uh, Jenna Griswold, on national media, uh, saying publicly that the front runner as the Republican presidential candidate should not be on the ballot and and so he really questioned that and she didn't she did not acquiesce whatsoever she she seems to be just fine with that so i had said to senator basley that here in colorado trent uh, we were one of the first states to 
uh, institute mail-in ballots. And in fact, the Republican uh, candidate for secretary of state, I was doing some research trying to figure out how did this happen? Where is that legislation? But what I did find was testimony back in 2013-ish, I think. And that was Pam Anderson. uh, And she was a, a, a county clerk at the time, I think and Jefferson County, and she was uh, testifying to um, in support of mail-in ballots. And I think maybe county clerks thought this was going to be easier, blah, 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 blah. But it is abused now here in Colorado. We have mail-in ballots flying all over the state at significant taxpayer expense. We've not cleaned up our voter rolls. I can tell you that by personal experience because I have ballots that have been sent to my home since 2014. Uh, of someone that no longer lives in my home. And I have them all. And I've taken pictures of them all. So I can tell you that I know that these voter rolls are not cleaned up. And then lastly, because of fiat, of the legislature giving Griswold the power to do so, we cannot audit our elections. I mean, Trent Luce, it does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that uh, that we have got to make sure that we get this this ship turned around so that we can make the changes that we need to that Jefferson talks about in the declaration. What do you think? I agree with you 100 percent, but it, it goes much deeper than just cleaning up the voter rolls and, and eliminating the people who are voting that are dead and everything else. I don't know who the agreement is because you have Dominion machines in Colorado, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. In in Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, we have ES&S machines, which, by the way, was a precursor to the Dominion machines. ES&S were the first. And along with that, we have a contract with a company out of Pierre, South Dakota, supposedly, even though they don't really have an officer. It's named BPRO. And BPRO provides the operating system to the voting machine. So we have a contract with ES&S to provide the machines, and we have a contract with BPRO to provide the software. BPRO is uh, utilizing the Microsoft Cloud to transport the data from the county clerk's office, because what you have is you have a machine, and they, they tell you that the machines are not connected to the Internet. We've heard that story long, and it doesn't matter whether they are or not. Because here's what happens. You have a a machine that tabulates information. They take a jump drive from the machine, put it in a laptop. With a BPRO operating system, they then transfer from the county to the state, Secretary of State's office. The problem is that cloud that they use to transfer the information is a Microsoft cloud. And we can document with BPRO the manipulation of the data is at the Microsoft Cloud. It goes to the Secretary of State's office. It goes back to the county clerk. And neither you can have no corruption at either end, and yet the total thing has been corrupted because you have a cloud. How else could you come up with the same percentage losses on every single demographic and that's been proven in Colorado, it's been proven in Nebraska, mm-hmm. it's been proven all over this country, that the same the people who are 20 years old vote for the same person at the same percentage that the 60-year-olds do. 20-year-olds don't think like 60-year-olds ever. So you can't convince me that that's the case, but it's happening in between the transfer from the local district to the Secretary of State's office. It's ingenious. Well, and until we figure out how to count them by hand and transfer the count by hand to the Secretary of State's office, we're going to continue to talk about the problem with voter integrity. 
Okay, so quick question, and we're going to run out of because I, we, we have to talk about this whole thing in Kansas in the next segment as well. And the text line is 720-605-0647. It's quite busy. I'll do my best to get to that. But, Trent, if we could audit our elections. So if, in fact, you have the ballots at the county clerk's office and somebody counts those by hand and we do an audit to what the machine said, that seems to me like we could then have Great proof. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So you think, so the, when I say audit our elections, I mean, that seems like that just makes sense. And my gosh, we have bank auditors, we have um, corporations have audits every year, and we can't audit our elections. I mean, come on, we've got to say what's going on here. So I'm talking with uh, Trent Luce, and we're going to continue the conversation. I guess we'll let that percolate out there. I want to say thank you to Laramie Energy and Carousel and Gas for their goal sponsorship of the show. And tomorrow, the Center for American Values is non-political and they're nonpartisan. And tomorrow, something amazing is happening. Medal of Honor recipient Drew Dix is doing an online presentation to the junior ROTC um, uh, members here in Colorado and throughout many of these uh, junior ROTC programs throughout the, uh, the country. And People, everyday people can actually watch all this for free as well. It begins at 8.40. You can get more information, and that's Mountain Time, uh, more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. And uh, we will be right back with Trent Luce. We have these discussions because of sponsors like John Boson. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Franktown Firearms Training Programs have something for every age and skill level in the friendliest gun range in town. With highly skilled men and women instructors, you're sure to find the right instructor for your needs. Franktown's 10-lane, 30-yard shooting range provides the right place to train where you feel confident and ready to learn. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Franktown Firearms will meet your needs. Training runs from simple gun safety and care to obtain your concealed carry permit or honing your skills with advanced tactical moving and shooting. The Special Forces Green Beret Trainer has you covered. And women, you won't want to miss Ladies' Night the first Friday of each month where you can bond and train together. 
Gift certificates for training are available or for anything in their fully stocked store. And Franktown is a faster Colorado certified training site. Just go to klzradio.com slash franktown to get shooting today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil & Gas for their gold sponsorship of the show. It is reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy that powers our lives and fuels our dreams. Uh, Jansen Photography, another great sponsor of the show. Uh, Glenn and Mary Jansen are true entrepreneurs. Their property in Lakewood is beautiful. So beautiful backdrops for those uh, those treasured uh, family portraits or portraits of children or your senior student. And again, they can also uh, help power, power your career with that important uh, photo for your business or political career. More information, go to Jansen Photography. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com. Trent Luce, we're not going to get to this, so but I want to read this to people so that this came to me from one of my cousins in Kansas. And as I tell all of you, I'm one of 24 grandkids, and a lot of my cousins uh, live right back where I grew up. Uh, there's this standforthelandkansas.com, and it's the number four. Stand, the, the number four, thelandkansas.com. And it says 63 Kansas counties are targeted for solar and wind. Uh, and so 56 industrial solar projects, 46 industrial wind projects, and 27 various ba battery storage projects that will produce 150,000 milliwatts for the Federal Energy Department in conjunction with the regional partner, the Southwest Power Pool. The minimum amount of land for these projects will produce that quantity of power will range from 1.3 million acres for wind, 136,000 acres for solar, with millions of solar panels as high as seven feet high. And then you can get more information about that. So just a quick comment on that, Trent, and we'll talk about it next week. And then we had a really important text that came through the, from John Galt that I need to mention. Okay, two things. Colorado, I realize you're talking about Kansas, but just put this in context. Colorado today is 33rd in the nation for energy per capita consumption. 41st for energy cost. And what you're talking about in Kansas is going to do nothing but make energy more expensive and less reliable. In other words, you're going to have, when the sun doesn't shine, the wind doesn't blow, you're not going to have electricity. And the other thing that happens with those millions of acres that you convert into solar or wind nonsense, you eliminate it from food production. So we have a supply of natural gas, we have a supply of coal that could be providing the electric we need and use the farmland to produce food, not to waste it on intermittent, unreliable electricity. Yes, and so I think they know what they're they're talking about, but but people are realizing this, so we'll talk more about that next week. This is a very important point from John Galt regarding treason. He said, treason is relative to those in charge. And I guess I could see where he says that because he said the Congress shall have the power to declare the punishment of treason. So um, just let that percolate there. He says, our view of treason relates to our current Constitution amendments and laws. The radical activist progressives would measure treason based in their worldview and Marxist ideology. And I am doing some editing here. 
as our views change, our perception of who acts treasonlessly changes because treason can be punished with death. We should be very careful how we use that power. It could be a slippery slope with the current administration. Uh, they are saying that people are committing treason in their eyes by just going to board uh, school board meetings and testifying about, and again, I'm adding things in, about parental control. Uh, that is a really important point, Trent. Do you remember during the presidential campaign, it would have been in 2020, there was some guy from some European country who was standing up in his own parliament talking about the amount of money that was paid to the Biden family. He wasn't part of the political machine in the United States. He was just simply talking about what they had paid the Biden family. And now nobody really wants to address, was the Biden family truly paid? Is this not a treasonous act? And if it's being covered up by others, what do, we, what do so many have to hide? If you're not willing to at least hear what other countries are saying that they are doing to pay your people, and that doesn't even include what we know about China and the infiltration that they've had throughout how many elected officials, if you cannot sit and listen to whether or not there is a treasonous act been committed here, you two are involved. And that can cast as wide a net as possible. And if they want to try to say it's treasonous to show up at a school board meeting, that you, you know what? Maurice Hannon, an old-time late friend of mine, he used to always say something that is so appropriate. When somebody's accusing you of doing something, it's because they're feeling guilty about it. Well, That's and that is – and you know what? That's what's called uh, projection. And, uh, in fact, I read some of the headlines after Trump's win – in um, New Hampshire last night, and I thought this was super interesting. Um, this was an opinion piece, I don't, I, I, and it says, do people want a fascist states of America? And I think it might have been Newsweek that had that. But again, um, they, they throw out this term fascist or Nazi or any of these different things, but it's what we're finding is, is it, it is their agenda, but yet they're trying to project that onto others. And um, let me just, I'll get the news source on that, but your thoughts on that. I, I, I don't think we even know. As a general society today, I hear people throwing out terms of socialism, communism, fascism, Marxism. We don't even know anymore what those mean. They're not all the same thing. And we throw these terms out just hoping something's going to stick at the wall. It's time to just sit back and get to the root of what's really going on with all causes and all issues. In this particular case, I don't trust a guy that was a lifelong Democrat until he decided to be a Republican, the most conservative person America's ever seen. That in itself is fishy to me, and I want to get more information about the root cause of that. So, yes, uh, trust, as Reagan said, trust but verify. And so that's why we do the show is to have these conversations to not tell you what to think or or how to think, but to, to, to try to get things uh, percolating in your brain so that you can ask yourself these questions and then talk with others about this. 
we are at a very dangerous time here in our country, yet it's a very exciting time. Uh, one of the things I mentioned last night when speaking to the Spunky Patriots is that the divine provider had his hand on our country at the very beginning, and he still has his hand on our country. And we, as everyday people, need to understand our principles. We need to step forward. We need to engage in this battle of ideas. That's something that Trent Luce has been doing for quite some time. And uh, what we've realized is this agenda is uh, not only just anti-American, and we see this again in elected uh, offices, people holding those offices and in bureaucracies here in America, but it's anti-human. And uh, so that's why we have these discussions. Trent Luce, uh, <laughs> a robust discussion for sure. And we will do this again next week. So thanks so much. Quickly. The 10 most common mass deaths of the world, nine of them were caused by governments who starved their people. We do not want to be on that list. Absolutely. And the American farmer can feed us and many others as well, as long as we don't have government policy that's trying to shut them down and shut down uh, their access to fertilizer and diesel fuel and all that. So, again, Trent Luce, thank you. Our quote from the... End of the show is from Alexander Haig. He said, the loss of candor is grievous, and in my opinion, it may yet prove to be mortal, because if we cannot discuss our problems in plain speech that describes reality, it is unlikely that we will be able to solve them. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.